Hello, Wildcats. I'm Demi. And what's up? I'm Ryan. And, and we're, we're your, your hosts, hosts of the of Wildcat, Wildcat Recreationist. The Wildcat Recreationist is a podcast for Chico State students with an emphasis in all things campus recreation. What's up, Wildcats? You're listening to Demi Hart. I'm a senior here at Chico State, majoring in psychology and minoring in criminal justice. I'm from a small town called Discovery Bay, California, and I work for recreational sports as a manager with intramural sports. When I'm not grinding in the classroom or on the athletic fields, I enjoy fishing, hiking, and watching anime. What's up, what's up, Wildcats? My name is Ryan Calderon, and I am a senior majoring in business marketing at Chico State. My hometown is Santa Rosa, California, and I work for recreational sports as a manager with intramurals. And for fun, I like to play baseball. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, our guests were recorded remotely and not in a studio, and so we appreciate your understanding regarding our sound quality and noise. For our second episode of the Wildcat Recreationist, we're going to be focusing on outdoor recreation in the Chico area. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the Wildcat Recreationist. We're here with Riley Cox. Riley, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. My name, like they said, is Riley Cox. I'm the Operations Assistant Coordinator for Adventure Outings. Um, I normally help run the climbing gym and equipment rental center here on campus, as well as train staff uh, in the outdoors. And I'm also a Chico native. It was born and raised here um, and a Chico State alumni. So Riley, what is Adventure Outings exactly? Yeah, that's a good question. Adventure Outings is a student run outdoor program, basically. So. I think a lot of people confuse it and think it's a club, um, but it's not really a club. It's more of a program wholly devoted to getting students in the surrounding community outside on adventures, and it's all student run. So we offer, I think, about 35 trips a semester in non-COVID times, and those trips range from rock climbing backpacking, mountain biking, winter snow camping, and then we run river rafting trips and whitewater kayaking trips, canoeing, some surfing, pretty much anything you could think of outside, we run it. And all of those trips are led by fellow students. So part of my job is to help train those staff to be competent leaders in the outdoors as they take other students out. Um, and we also offer an internship program where students can apply to be an intern and we teach them leadership and technical skills. And when they feel ready, they get to go out on those trips as assistant leaders. And then when they feel ready, they can become a paid trip leader with our program. So I like to think of our program as like a, it's almost like a trade school in the sense that you are learning like applicable skills for a specific field that you can then get professional jobs with after college. That's really neat. 
Um, could you tell me a little bit more about what kind of services are currently being offered by Adventure Outings, as well as equipment rentals? I heard you guys do equipment rentals. Yeah, so currently in the COVID times, things look drastically different. Obviously, we are not able to run any of our in-person trips. Um, so what we're doing is we're, we are getting creative. We are running virtual tours. So we just ran our first virtual tour on Yosemite, of Yosemite National Park and specifically the, the valley. And that will be up on the AS YouTube channel shortly um, for anyone else who wants to go watch that. And we'll be offering other tours in Yosemite as well as around the world. I think we have one planned for Iceland and we have one planned for Hawaii as well. Um, so stay tuned for those tours. Those tours are really awesome. We are also uh, implementing kind of like community meetup. So those are happening on Thursdays at 4 p.m. where one of our student trip leaders holds like a meetup for fellow students to just meet people with like interests. Um, and for us, that's getting outdoors and adventuring and seeing what is around us. So that's all student run and that's happening Thursdays at 4 p.m. And you can find that information out on, on Wildcat Sync, just as with, just like the tours. Um, and then you mentioned the equipment rentals. We are offering equipment rentals, thankfully. We are like one of the only programs currently offering in-person services right now, which is pretty cool. But we are renting pretty much our entire fleet of gear, except for rafts and sleeping bags, basically, and our crash pads for climbing, because those are a lot harder to clean or keep people socially distancing. Um, so if you want to rent gear, you can go to the Adventure Outings website and click on equipment rentals and that will take you to a rental request form. And on that form, you'll be able to input all your information, pick out all the gear that you want to rent and that gets sent to me. And I then uh, invoice you online. So everything happens online, all the payments and everything. Then I contact you, you set up a time, and then I meet you here at our equipment rental center and you pick up our, your gear. It's basically a curbside pickup for outdoor gear. Pickups happen Fridays and drop-offs on Mondays. So we're only doing weekend rentals right now. Love that, love that. So you talk about a lot about Iceland and obviously the, the trips to um, Yosemite. Like what really got you into outdoors in the beginning? Oh man, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> So I was not into the outdoors until I was 21. Um, I played uh, competitive baseball my whole life. So I was always like outside doing things. I went up through the whole American Legion program in, in Chico, um, played for the, the rice and the sun's red and sun's blue and the Chico nuts. Um, and kind of, fell out of it, I suppose. I studied abroad. I did a gap year between high school and college. And when I came back, 
I didn't really know what I wanted to do anymore. I thought I was always going to play baseball in college. And so my freshman year, I found the climbing gym and started climbing at the Chico State Climbing Gym like five days a week, way too much, climbed way more than I should have, right? Getting right when I got started, you know, injured myself a few times, uh, learned the hard way. And then I found the outdoor education program through the kinesiology department um, before that was discontinued as a program. And so I quickly found out that I loved being outside, going outside and leading in the outdoors. Um, and I followed that whole program, really dove into it, started backpacking a lot and rock climbing, taking outside courses, um, did a 30 day mountaineering course in the North Cascades, um, technical rock climbing trainings. And then I uh, became a backpacking guide in Yosemite and did that for three years before I started working here. So I don't know, I, I kind of got a small taste for the outdoors and then just was hook, line, sinker. Just fell in love with it. Um, since you love outdoors so much and you know, you have a very, it seems like a vast knowledge of spots to go, um, what, what kind of trips would you recommend for the Chico community? Is there any specific places around Chico or even maybe within an hour of Chico that are just your favorite places to go? Yeah, I don't know if I'll tell you my favorite places to go because those usually no one goes to, which is why they're my favorite. Um, I know you mentioned you like that, Demi. Uh, but if I, would, if I would recommend anything, at least in Chico, um, in Upper Park, the beauty of that is you can ride your bike there from campus. Like you don't need a car in Chico to, to get into the park. Um, and that's one thing I do love about it. But we have the disc golf course, which is on top of um, 32. So if you take 32 up, you can also hike up to the top of it, but it's an 18 hole golf course on the edge of a cliff up there. And anyone familiar with Upper Park, that big cliff is called Peregrine Point. And the disc golf course sits right on top. But I think that's a really cool um, like recreational opportunity that people might not know about. And another one is most people, when they go into Upper Park, they drive to Horseshoe Lake and they park right there and they like hike up to Monkey Face or something. Um, Monkey Face is literally the entrance to Upper Park. So Upper Park extends for another four miles past Monkey Face. And there is a lot to do in there. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to go to Salmon Hole. Um, you have to hike there. When the roads open, you can ride, you can drive, I think it's a mile and a half in and you have to hike another half mile to get to Salmon Hole. But if you go down to Salmon Hole, at the water's edge and you just start hiking up river. You can actually rock hop along the side of the river for like three miles and the canyon walls get to be a hundred feet tall right there and it's gorged out. It's super steep. The boulders are like 40, 50 foot tall house size boulders in there. 
you're like crawling through caves as you weave up the up the river and there's like a faint trail so people do this quite a bit there's a faint trail so you you kind of have an idea of where you're going um it's lovejoy basalt so the rock is like a dark color and orange and really faceted it creates almost columns it's all a lot of that rock is covered in like green and red and orange lichen it's super beautiful there's also if you do that you will hit the fish ladders so they actually had concrete walls put into the river a long time ago as like a fish ladder for salmon and you can still find those up there and what they've done is they've now created like beautiful swimming holes that no one goes to that you, you can jump off the concrete walls into the water it's like a beautiful spot and so I really love going up there. No one's up there. Um, it's well off the beaten path, but yeah, I mean, there's so much to do up there. I would just recommend exploring. Um, just keep going past Monkey Face. If you stay along the North Rim um, on like Upper Trail. So from Horseshoe Lake, you have Lower Trail, Middle Trail, and Upper Trail. And there are signs right there at the parking lot. If you stay on Upper Trail, you can see the wall, the canyon wall on your left-hand side. And if you just keep an eye out, you'll find caves up there and you can hike up and explore random caves. Some of, some of them have grinding holes from the native Maidu tribe who used to live in this area and would grind um, acorns for food. So a lot of history, a lot of really cool stuff you can find up in the park if you take the time to explore. That's one of my favorites. I've been exploring for, for years up there. Just watch out for the poison oak. It's yeah. everywhere. The poison oak's always a thing. Yeah, it's everywhere up there. So you gotta be uh, ready to get some poison oak. I never knew that about Chico. The more you know, that's like a hidden hidden gem, I guess. Yeah, I mean, our park, our park is one of the 10th largest municipal parks in the whole country. So it stretches five miles from Bidwell Mansion to the five mile bridge, and that's Lower Park. And then it stretches five miles from five mile bridge to 10 mile house road. And then above that is actually the um, big Chico Creek Ecological Reserve which, Reserve, which is I believe Chico State owned, but that's uh, for another like five miles up the canyon, it's owned by Chico State. And you can hike, you're allowed to hike all the way up through that, but they keep that really pristine. Like you're not allowed to swim in the river up, up, up there because they want to keep it pristine for um, research, for biology research, for classes and stuff. Um, but so much to see up in that area. Well, Riley, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, share with us your knowledge about your program as well as Great Spots to Go. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Love talking about it. To get all the news on everything that Campus Recreation has to offer, visit www.csuchico.edu backslash keep dash playing. You can see what eSports, online trivia, the rec, and adventure outings has to offer. One more time, that's www.csuchico.edu. Dot edu backslash keep 
playing. Hi, my name is Selena. I was from San Jose, California. Um, I earned a bachelor's of science degree in health services, health service administration, and I'm a graduate of 2018. Nice. Um, so the first question I would like to ask you is in, in your experience of Chico, what were your go-to places when you wanted to just get outdoors and get a breath of fresh air, you know, hiking spots, bike riding spots, anything's up for grabs. If you wanted to stay pretty local and just use your bike, um, and not have to drive too much, you could always go to the downtown farmer's market. You could also go um, to Lower Bidwell. There's the water like hole that you can go to. Um, it's pretty pet friendly too. So if you have a four-legged friend, bring him along. Um, you can also go off trail a little bit in Lower Bidwell, which is really, really nice. So you can find a little soft or a secluded spot. Um, so you can just make a day of it. Um, and then if you have a car or have a friend that has a car, I highly recommend they there's a couple drives. Um, everyone knows about Monkey Face. If you don't know about Monkey Face, it's a really easy, moderate climb. Um, you don't need like heavy hiking shoes, but if you want to get some really good photos, really good viewpoints of Chico and just Butte in general, that's a good way to go. If you more um, moderate to advanced hiker, I would try and look at Feather Falls. Um, it is about an eight mile hike in total. Um, there is two routes that you can take. There's one that's a little bit shorter and then there's the longer one. And once you get to the falls, you actually have a little bit of an off trail where it can actually get you to the falls and you can stand on top of the falls. Now I definitely recommend being super extra careful because those rocks are slippery. Um, and obviously you don't want anything to happen, but that would definitely be an all day hike. I would not recommend bringing an animal to that one just because there are a little bit more like just animals out there. And then also it's just a little unsteady. One more, which is Table Mountain. It is very simple, just lots of flowers everywhere. So if you really want that picturesque photo or if you want to just make a picnic, you can definitely do that. There's tons of cows out there. So just be warned of mud pies. Um, and then <laughs> there also, uh, you can bring dogs there, but they have to be off on leash. Um, and just keep an eye out for a lot of animals because there's sometimes there's the cows that are unleashed and um, just some random coyotes out there as well. But yeah. Those are very, that's like the most excellent, I feel like, kind of tour of hiking Chico that I possibly could have asked for. Um, I know I've only ever been to Lower Bidwell, done some runs through there. Um, a lot of people don't know about Five Mile and that's mm -hmm. sort of Upper Bidwell and that area is super pretty because you get there and it's like a really secluded kind of intimate park area and then you walk down the concrete steps into mm -hmm. the river and it's kind of like one mile where it's like um the swimming pool in the river but yeah. it's just a little bit you know less well known and then obviously mm -hmm. um monkey face and even bear hole and salmon hole are super pretty because i feel like yeah. you always want to go on a hike but then maybe it might be off-putting that you don't really know what to expect so i feel like people looking to get out of the house because of covid this is going to be very useful information for them <laughs> Yes, definitely be aware, especially for Feather Falls. 
bring tons of water, even though you're around water all the time and you might ingest out in the water, you want to make sure you still keep up on your fluids, your hydration, um, because there is some sunny spots. So dehydration is very prominent. It can happen, um, especially on Feather Falls. A lot of people don't get aren't prepared for that kind of a hike. Um, there are some shitty spots in Feather Falls, but you definitely want to make sure you take some breaks. Um, have some snacks. And then also if you go start later on in the day, you want to keep an eye on where the sun is at because there are coyotes out there and there are um, some other kind of animals that you just don't want to get involved with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anywhere that's like your go-to spot to just study outside when you were a student at Chico? Did you have any sort of spot that you would go to just to study or do homework? Um, I would say the the oh gosh I would say the area by I think it's Butte Hall I oh my god I can't remember now but yeah Butte Hall um there's little spots where there's um you can be kind of by the water it's really nice if you kind of just want to get away from the flow of the people going in between classes um it kind of is a little bit more silent a little bit more nice to be able to hear um to actually study but also you know just enjoy nature um, if you really, really want to get off campus um, or get kind of close to off campus, you can go towards um, Celestino's, I believe, or no, no, uh, Bidwill uh, Mansion. And if you head toward that way, there's the auditorium. And that's another really good spot um, that you can just sit out. Um, there are sometimes homeless people there, but just let them be and you're fine. Um, and then if, again, like you've mentioned, one mile perfect spots to go to um just keep an ear out because sometimes you know you can't hear what's going on whether there's bikers or runners mm -hmm. so yeah exactly yeah so thank you for being here with me i really really appreciated um your point of view and your insight and it was useful of course anything to help out a future wildcat for all things campus recreation head over to the Rec app in the iTunes and Google Play Store. You can find it by searching W-R-E-C at CSU Chico. Hi, so my name is Ryan Calderon, and today on the podcast, we have none other than Johnny Louder. Uh, Johnny, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. How's it going, y'all? Uh, name is John Louder. I'm a criminal justice major, uh, currently in my senior year at Chico, and I'm originally from Placerville, California, about half hour south of Tahoe. Love that. So you must be familiar with the outdoors. Uh, very familiar, yeah. Perfect. So that's great, because our subject for today is going to be outdoor spots around Chico. And I noticed that you were a part of the fishing club at Chico. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I joined the Chico State Bass team my freshman year of college. Um, and I was with them for about three years. And then I just had some conflicting schedule stuff. So I'm um, unfortunately no longer part of them. A uh, bunch of great guys there, though. Um, amazing opportunities to meet new people. I uh, get to see new lakes and new places. So I'm very grateful for the time. Uh, that I got to spend with them. Absolutely. Um, what would you say is like your just like general favorite part of your time with the Chico State Bass Club? Um, I got to say the uh, the friends that I made there. Um, you know, aside from fishing tournaments and that kind of stuff, um, 
there's a couple guys that I still talk to regularly um, and go fish with. So, I mean, definitely making the new connections and uh, that kind of stuff uh, been a major part of, you know, the takeaways from that. Love to hear, love to hear that. Uh, would you say that you just specialize around the lake or would you say you also, you know, enjoy hiking and similar stuff? Um, you know, I like, I like to do a lot of hiking and stuff like that too. Um, I hunt uh, aside from fishing. So, you know, hiking and scouting are, you know, two important things that go into the hunting side of things. So I would say that I just like to be outdoors and uh, in nature. Love that. And so what are your, some of your favorite spots around Chico that, you know, you might hunt or you even might fish or hike as well? Okay. Uh, yeah. Great question. So um, obviously, you know, Lake Oroville, uh, you know, 20 minutes away from Chico is by far one of my favorite places to go. Um, you know, fishing wise, there's great fishing all over the lake and then um, some great hiking trails up uh, Lime Saddle Marina area. Um, good mountain bike trails. So that's one of my favorite places. And then even um, opposite side of Chico out towards Orland, there's a uh, Black Butte Lake and they got some disc golf courses and, you know, some pretty cool hiking trails out there too. Um, so it just, there's so many different places around here that it's kind of hard to try and pick favorites because each of them offers their own different advantages and their specialties of, you know, things to do. Great. And so for Lake Orville, what would just, you know, someone who's just trying to get into fishing or something similar to that, what would they need to really bring with them? Do they necessarily need a boat or can they fish offshore? Um, no, I mean, you don't need a boat at all. Uh, there's plenty of places from Orville uh, to fish offshore. Um, you know, the first few times I was out there um, growing up and, you know, even like the first few times I fished, once I got to Chico, it was just like, I brought a chair with me. I brought an ice chest and, you know, I used night crawlers and fish from the shore and, you know, you can catch plenty of fish that way. So it's definitely, it's not a super, uh, super tough lake to fish. You know I mean? You can catch fish on worms. Yeah. I love that. And then your hiking trails, you know, what would you, what's are some key components to having with you during hiking? Uh, I mean, for me, I usually, I've got like a little backpack that I, I'll throw some snacks in, um, you know, make sure I got plenty of water with me. Most of the hikes I'm doing are probably four or five hour hikes, you know, nothing too crazy. It's just hiking a trail down to the water and, you know, exploring around a little bit and coming back. So uh, nothing too crazy, you know, food, water, you know, a, a pocket knife or something like that in case uh, you come across wild animals or something no a four to five hour hike definitely sounds like a, a little too much for me but um <laughs> one of the last questions i got for you is just like what is it about you know indulging yourself in nature that really you know resonates with you um it, it reminds me of home a lot you know uh, growing up in Placerville, a lot of forests that kind of stuff surround us so it just it's a feeling of home, you know, it's somewhere I can go to connect with myself or, you know, if I, if I had a rough week or something like that, where a lot of stress built up, it's a good stress reliever, just helps bring me back to, you know, who I am, what I'm about, and, you know, really helps ground me and get me refocused for everything that um, I'll be facing coming up, you know, the next weeks or whatever may be the case. Well, that definitely is about to decompress. For the final question, if you had to recommend one spot in particular within 45 minutes to an hour of Chico, where would it be and why? 
Um, for me personally, I would have to recommend uh, Lime Saddle Recreational Park uh, down uh, at Lake Orville. The, the combination between fishing and hiking is unreal. Um, the whole time you're hiking, you have access to the lake. So if you want to stop and cool off, you know, the lake's right there to hop in real quick. And um, I've always, I've encountered some great people out there, you know, really kind-hearted people um, that love to just stop and have small talk. And, you know, that kind of stuff is definitely enjoyable when you're out there doing that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's probably, if I had to send you know, people to somewhere that I enjoy being, it would definitely be down there. Love that. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was a great conversation. I hope to hear yeah, you. of course. Thank you for having me. Of course, always take care. Thank you so much to our guests and our listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember to smash the subscribe button. Go Wildcats! Lastly, we just want to say thank you so much to our guests and our listeners. Without y'all, this wouldn't be possible. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember to hit that subscribe button below. Go Cats!